Thanks for checking out the Wake Up Real Estate Podcast. Ryan and I are both so grateful that you're here. To check out the full video replay, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Wake Up Real Estate, or you can find the YouTube link in the description on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Okay, guys, uh, welcome to the show, Wake Up Real Estate, on Monday, July 17th. I think Josh might show up. We might see Jordan today here in a little bit. Uh, just not sure. Let's see if he's messaging. That looks like Josh won't be able to make it. So uh, that's all good. Um, he will be on the Mastermind at 11 o'clock, it sounds like. For those of you who do that, that's at wakeup.realestate.mm if you want to check that out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at mortgage rates today. And I have a social post of the day and uh, maybe a little motivation involved with the social post or just an idea uh, that you might want to execute in your business. So let's go over here and add our charts. Which view do we want? That's kind of a full view. We'll do this one. And, uh, you know, one of the things you're going to follow from day to day is the 10 year yield. I think I have this up just to kind of know where mortgage rates are going. Um, so if I come here to the 10 year yield, uh, this is a weekly chart. And we can see that over the last, say four or five, six business days, uh, after I think it was a jobs report or something, mortgage rates kind of come down alongside the 10 year yield. So if I go here, this is actually a mortgage rate chart, this yellow line right here. Like so, it, it kind of spiked real high and it's come back down into the mid to high. I think it's more like the high sixes. So let's take a look at rates. And uh, I should have said up top, this is kind of our mortgage and uh, motivation Mondays. This is the theme of these uh, Monday episodes. So that's why I'm kind of digging in here. And uh, I only have one monitor, so I keep losing you guys. One second, if you're commenting below. <laughs> let's see right here. Uh, so mortgage rates are chilling at 689 percent nationally. So, uh, you know, if you're talking to your people out there, uh, if you have your leads or I mean, your sphere of influence, or if you're doing social posts, things like that, uh, definitely make sure you mention kind of what the rates are doing, maybe drop some screenshots on social uh, and try to just, you know, position yourself as being informed about where the market's at. People like to see that and try to talk about the macro if you can learn it a little bit. There are a lot of kind of macroeconomics channels out there. Uh, George Gammon is one. Um, uh, it, there's just a lot of them out there. So learn a little bit about, you know, how how mortgage rates work when the Fed is raising or lowering and allow you to speak a little more. And if you want to get into this technical analysis, voodoo magic stuff that you see day traders talk about, uh, it can also be helpful. Uh, as I said about a couple of weeks ago, I, I thought maybe if you put any credence in it that we might be looking at, a double top in rates where things push up. They kind of pushed up here again. And you see this big kind of wick for those of you who I'm talking about. Looks like we got kind of rejected here, just purely on a technical basis, not, not looking at what's going on out there in the macro universe. So anyway, just a little bit of mortgage stuff today. Again, high sixes. Um, if you missed the uh, session last Wednesday about low down uh, payment mortgage uh, options, definitely go ahead and check that out with Josh and Jordan, as well as our library of other uh, mortgage content and programs that we have available here. Uh, next thing that I'll take a look at here for our Wake Up Real Estate show here is a social post of the day idea that'll transition us into maybe a little bit of motivation or just food for thought. So hopefully my screen is showing appropriately. It is. So uh, I found this article 
I was scrolling my news this morning. And it was actually a UK site, the Daily Mail, uh, but it was talking about how there's this rise of the accidental landlord. Uh, people who are locked into low mortgage rates and they're not putting their properties on the market because they have a real nice low interest rate. And, you know, more uh, rentals rates being what they are, it kind of makes sense to hold on to the house uh, and become a landlord. So they're calling them accidental landlords. Uh, but when I thought about this, I was like, well, yeah, you know, in addition to people not being able to sell their houses uh, because the rates are high or, you know, for as much as they thought or maybe they bought recently, but they need to move or something. This sort of thing where people are choosing to become a landlord because of the low rate and you can have cash flow might be causing some problems and causing an opportunity uh, for everybody watching the show. Uh, and that opportunity, of course, uh, arises every time we have business cycles in this, in this, uh, in this business. And that would be the opportunity to become a property manager. Uh, so when activity slows down, you know, at your brokerage or for you on the brokerage, you know, resale side, you always have the opportunity to go and start to manage properties for people here who might not have a ton of experience being property managers who might, or who might learn, you know, after six months of getting that midnight call about the toilet, that it's not so much fun at all. So uh, a little bit of, I guess, motivation then for Monday here would be to think about adding on property management. Now, my friend Gustavo Blotchman in Miami, he has told me twice about this property management software he found that is just awesome. Both times I bookmarked it on my other computer where I don't do this show instead of saving it somewhere where I can find it when I did the show. So I can't remember. So later this week, I'll make sure I tell you guys about that. But there's lots of cool softwares out there uh, that will make you know, pro property management stuff a lot easier than it was when I started doing property management in like 1999 and everything was literally like paper. It was still like paper, right? Maybe some compute like DOS stuff on the computer, but it seems like not that long ago, but uh, there is some great stuff out there to make your life as a property manager easier. Anyway, uh, the post I did was interesting. I linked to that thing. And then my comment is, do you know anyone who has decided to rent out their house instead of selling it? due to interest rates, et cetera. Uh, my favorite technique, I just took the screenshot of the article, uh, just the headline part. And then I put this guy, bug, this bug out guy, you know, with the eyes popping out, <laughs> looking down at it. It's one of my favorite kind of stuff when you're sharing information on a post. So just a little bit of a tactic there. I did in Canva and just pasted that with the link to the article. So let me know what you think of that, guys. As a social post, you guys can take that or you can spin that however you want. But maybe start to think about property management in general. There's there's probably an opportunity there. You know, it is work. It's work. But if you're worried that the market could shift, you know, it could stay like it is where there's not a big, good match between buyers and sellers for a long time. Uh, there are going to be people who need this problem solved. They're going to have properties they're managing and they're not set up to be property managers. So it could be the opportunity to generate a really good business. And as I know a lot of you guys already know this, but for those who might be new in the business, when I started in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, the brokerage I was at had a lot of property management um, clients, uh, people that, you know, fee rentals and people who manage. And I watched as things swung up in the mid um, 2000s, you know, with the run up then, I watched as all those buildings that that broker was managing, he got those as listings. So it's kind of a long-term play. You manage the property for a while, the market swings back, and then you have the relationship, and then you get a bunch of listings. So uh, motivation Monday uh, and mortgage Monday. Rates are high. People can't sell. They're not putting the properties in the market. They're becoming landlords. Think about becoming a property manager. So you guys are pretty quiet today in the comments, probably because Josh isn't here. 
you know, that makes it less fun. Um, but uh, here we have Jordan. So Jordan will save me. That's kind of what I had for the show. And we'll bring Jordan in to the stream if he's ready. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Sorry. I was setting a listing for Josh. That's so, good. Your timing is good. <laughs> so I just did a little bit about rates, about how they kind of like came off a little bit in the last week. If you want to talk a little bit more about that and about any what you're seeing out there. Yeah. So uh, mortgage rates, I want to say uh, last, the end of last week, we took a, uh, a little bit of a hit, uh, to say the least. Um, but, but then um, they've come off that and, uh, and they, they've come back around. What they are recommending in the, in the mortgage market right now is that we float with the market until the end of the month. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you guys. I don't like floating in this market. Uh, because uh, the next news item that comes up uh, will will we'll tank our rates for a little bit. And by float float you mean don't lock? Yeah, don't lock your loans. So uh, Barry Abib and um, uh, you know uh, a lot of analysts are recommending over the next thirty days that rates are going to drop. Um, but me as a broker, uh, as a broker, I I'll just switch lenders. You know, it's not, I mean, it, I just might as well just lock your loan, just lock your loan every time. I'll just switch lenders because I over, have over 200. So if rates drop, we'll just move to another lender and, and, and swap it out. Um, uh, and, hmm. But uh, it's a ba basically a way to cheat the system. So if you're working with a broker, you should lock your loan immediately every single time. You should never not lock uh, because if rates drop for us, we can just switch lenders where other lenders that are just working with one, you, you're pretty much stuck. Uh, I never so. Never heard that explanation before, but that's really useful. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So, and so people that if they're yeah, afraid. lenders don't like us to uh, say that. promote that. Yeah, okay. say it. Uh, 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 you know, obviously, uh, they don't want us to switch switch companies if we're with you know taking a loan to X company and and if rates drop, we'll just move it to another company. But as a broker, and when I'm teaching uh, loan officers or I'm explaining it to a, a client. Risk versus reward. Do you want to lock today? And I have clients that say, well, in the market, they say rates are going to drop in the next 30 days. That's great. I hope they do. I really do. But if, what if they go up? What, what's yeah. going to happen then? Here's an option. That option is we lock you today. If they go down, if it's more than a quarter percent, we'll switch your, we'll switch your lender. But if it's not more than a quarter percent, we're talking about 17 to $18 usually on average on payment. Um, so you know, usually the client's like, okay, I want to take the safe bet, right? Because if we if we go the opposite direction, they're not going to be happy. Typically, they're paying points out of pocket to keep the same rate. Mm -hmm. uh, that just happened with a client that we quoted at the, the beginning of last week, where they went from having a par rate to where they went to buying that that same rate for three thousand dollars. They wanted that rate specifically. And so, the rates came back down. Yeah, the rates came back down. So. Uh, uh, we are going to be locking today, uh, by switching lenders. I switched, uh, to, uh, I went to, uh, a second lender on that one. So we originally started at one, uh, when the rates, rates moved and then our rates dropped and we're now moving, moving lenders. So that was right in the beginning of their process. So it, it's a super easy switch. And the lender that we're going with is actually faster. We'll actually probably close our loan early. So so another advantage to working with a mortgage broker, even more flexibility. You know, you get yeah. a lot of the, the nature of working with a mortgage broker is you get a lot of options. But this is just another aspect of that. You get the option to 
undo an, a locked loan, basically. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, that's that's something that we um, we do often. It's it's not necessarily um, something that uh, brokers like to promote because their lenders, you know, get kind of upset. But it's what we do with clients. It's it's ultimately what's best for the client. Yeah. So. Any other uh, new programs out there people should know about? Anything? Uh, just uh, we are one percent down conventional program. Um, I, I I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm not a super huge fan of conventional in general. Um, I'm going to be FHA all the way, but there is a one percent down conventional program out there that has, gives up to four thousand dollars in costs. So it's about a two hundred thousand dollar house. So if you're in a higher market, um, it's not going to be a great product for a higher market. But um, if you're in you know Pennsylvania, you know markets like that, that one percent. Uh, uh, that one percent down a product is a good product if you have a good credit score, right? It's it's essentially almost a zero percent down product. Yes. Now, with that being said, uh, the other thing about mortgages, I don't know if we've talked about it on here um, recently, is that FHA dropped their mortgage insurance. Okay, right. and and essentially, even an eight hundred credit score, you know, if you took an eight hundred credit score borrower with twenty percent down and compared it to three and a half percent down uh, FHA with mortgage insurance it's going to beat out that conventional product. Um, there's not really a, a scenario, me as a mortgage lender, that I would uh, take uh, take a conventional product over an FHA product. One, because the interest rate's almost a whole percent lower, but the second is the mortgage insurance was cut in half. Uh, and if I combine them together, it still beats out conventional, uh, typically. Um, so, I try to explain that to people and uh, really um, uh, in, in, uh, impress that, that. But the second thing is, is that uh, that FHA product has something called an FHA streamline. Um, right. I don't know what the market will do. I don't, you know, I'm not a, a real estate agent, but if I was a betting man, most likely inventory is going to come up at some point and demand might go down a little bit and our house prices are going to drop a little bit. An FHA streamline allows you to drop your rate without reappraising your house, where a conventional does not. If you go upside down, you're stuck in that rate, period. So it makes, so it makes sense to have it. If rates go down, but values go down too, then you can, you you can, can term. You can still, you can still term, rate and term and drop that rate. Yeah. yeah. So right now, from a, from a protection standpoint, uh, that... FHA is going to be the best best product to go with, um, interest rate wise and and protecting the client wise. So, listing agents if, who are listening, don't just dismiss FHA. You know, yeah. ask ask why. Like, look at look at the buyer's full picture. It could be that they they've run into Jordan and he's like he's he's helping them get an FHA because it just makes sense. Yeah. Well, the last thing we want to do is uh, put put buyers in a position where they have eight nine percent, uh, you know, interest rate. It seems like we're going there. We're going to go to another hate, you know, a rate hike at some point. Um, they talked about having a lease for more, yeah, yeah, from the Fed. Um, you don't want someone to, you know, become upside down in their mortgage and not be able to refinance during a, you know, a tough time, and then then you're going to have foreclosures. Ultimately, it's going to be bad. Now, with that being said, uh, those 800 credit score bars, they're not, they're now putting three and a half percent down instead of 20, and they're not trying to get out of mortgage insurance because you can't on FHA. They got money to fix the house. Yeah. Right. So that's the other thing that I explained to him is like, hey, we're going to go down this route. But you have to understand that there's a listing agent on the other side of this that's not going to want to accept your loan. 
because the FHA has typically a, a you know a higher requirements on you know safety issues, things like that. I try to explain to them, you're gonna need to do the repairs on the house. If you're right. gonna make an offer, you might put it in there that hey, if there's any you know appraisal required repairs, that you'll fix them, uh, that you'll fix those repairs as long as it's within you know X amount of dollars, whatever. That's, that's on the buyer's agent to yeah. sell the sell the offer with them, which, hey, this person qualified for conventional, they're going FHA because XYZ, and they're they're happy to pay for any of the, the silly things that the appraiser funds. Yeah. Basically. And if you ask uh if you ask me specifically, hey Jordan, you know, pick up I'm gonna make this offer. Can you pick up the phone and tell the listing agent why we're going FHA? I'll do it. Yeah. Um, as you know, um, as long as the client puts in writing in a text or an email, hey, I can disclose some information. Um, I'll disclose it and and basically explain what I just explained to you. Hey, this person has a ton of money in the bank. They're going FHA for X Y Z reason. Those two main reasons. I mean, those two are going to be the best reason: interest rate and that they're able to drop without it, uh, drop their interest rate without reappraising. But the next the next thing is is that uh, explaining to them, hey, they're they're going to incur the cost of that appraisal. Um, and that's usually what the hesitation is with listing agents. Yeah. I'm also going to tell you, FHA is an easier product to get done. I know conventional sounds like it is. But get it underwritten? Yes, by far. Okay. Uh, it doesn't, uh, because at the end of the day, in conventional, you need that cookie cutter buyer. On FHA, I don't. I don't need a cookie cutter buyer. If I have a okay. charge off randomly, you know, pop in uh, or a collection pop in, FHA is going to be cool with it, where uh, conventional is not. Um, you know, they're going to. Uh, we're going to have to start jumping through, you know, a couple hoops. If we drop on interest rate, you know, if we drop on credit score, FHA is going to be cool with it where conventional may not. You know, they I've seen homes not get approved on conventional with three or three or five percent down with a 700 credit score. Yeah. So where FHA, you'd never see that. You know, it's just it's 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 an easier product not to not to lose your approved eligible or your AUS findings is basically the system that we're running to make sure that someone qualifies. It's the same system the underwriters run. It's just a system that we put their information in, run it, it says yes or no. Conventional is much more uh, stringy. Picky. Picky, absolutely. Picky uh, uh, on that specifically. So cool. when, when it's not that the paperwork's more or less on either one, uh, FHA does have a little more paperwork because we do have to provide tax returns and some other things. Uh, but for the most part, um, that's just traditional stuff anyway. Most by, you know, I, I gather that on every loan, no matter what. Um, I always keep them in my back pocket. Uh, that's what a good loan originator should do is should, you know, because if you if you don't gather tax returns on a file and then you find out that they owe, you know, Eighty thousand dollars, the IRS, you're in, and that lender asked for it for some reason. Uh, now you have a denied loan, so you get it every time, no matter what. Even if the uh, the loan doesn't require it, doesn't mean we turn it into the underwriter. That's a different story, right? But gathering it and looking it over uh, and trying to head off stuff is is important. Great. So two big takeaways from Jordan today, uh, and and Patricia saying she had no idea FHA was easier. So. Um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, FHA can be easier and can make more sense right now. What was the first thing we did? I forgot already. I'm a, I'm a goldfish today. Uh, we talked about rates. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. So. so locking locking rates uh, is not necessarily a bad thing, basically. They can, if yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we talked about locking rates no matter what. So 
especially with my team, it's a required of my my team specifically when I I have one of my LOAs is this like that's one of the things that I will lose my mind over is not locking a rate for a client right now. It's like yeah. you can literally switch lenders. I mean, it's not lock the rate. Lock the rate, make sure you guarantee it for them. Great. So uh, with that, Jordan, thanks for hopping in. Yeah. I think we're good here at 20 minutes. Josh is playing hooky again. I think his son got invited to uh, really cool stuff. His son got invited to play more baseball at some kind of national level or something. So that's really cool. So we'll see Josh in and out today, but he, this week, but he will be on in about nine minutes at wakeup.realestate.mm for the mastermind session. Uh, what's up, Andre? It's hot down there, isn't it? I heard it's hot down there. Glad I'm not there. Uh, it's hot everywhere, right? Uh, and then uh, this week on Wednesday, we will do our normal mortgage session. I don't know what the topic is going to be. Do you, Jordan? No, I'm thinking uh, renovation loans, though. I, I'm, right, I'm renovation, renovation loans. loans. So if anyone knows my background um, at all, that's what I started in the industry. I asked my mentor, what is the hardest loan I could pro- possibly do? Uh-huh. And they're like renovation loans. And I was like, okay. And I did like six or seven a month. And then eventually I was like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. So <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, they're hard. So uh, we will get the renovation loan uh, link to sign up on the site. I don't think it's there yet, but later today. And then otherwise, yeah, just enjoy the week, everybody. Feel free to reach out. We're always here. Uh, wakeup.realestate or uh, thequalifier.com if you want to work with us uh, on a more in-depth level on the mortgage side of things. Um, that's about it. Thanks for coming, Jordan. And we'll see everybody tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Thanks again for listening. You can check out full video replays of the show on our YouTube channel at Wake Up Real Estate, or you can check out the link in the description on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Thanks again, and see you tomorrow.